So just a little bit of um, backstory to go with that song. It was one of the first songs we sang at worship, actually. So first of all, we go into this church, and I was kind of lagging behind the group, and I walk into the church to see our group of the introverted, I don't want to be at front people, all sitting in the front row. <laughs> so, so that was really cool. And the pastor of this church was um, a very petite lady. She was shorter than me, just but so full of the love of God and just wanting to overflow that. And she was having kind of a tough night because she had talked to groups all summer long from YouthWorks, and this was the last service she was going to do. And so it was hard for her to get through because she just enjoys having the YouthWorks kids come every week so she can worship with them and hear their stories and bless them. And so we were up and dancing, singing the song. So with our crew being in the front row, they got the mic treatment. So pastor came along with the mic. Now this is the group who does not want the mic, right guys? For the most part, nobody wants the mic. But I was fortunate enough to be behind them and it was so awesome to just let the, see them let the spirit take over and, and sing into the mic. Heather's singing into the mic. Me and Ella grab the mic and they're singing. Isabel, Awen, you have like, ev even Chaz took a turn with the mic. Everybody took a turn with the mic. And it was awesome. It was like, Lord, this is the thing. Yeah, like, this is what, this is what we've been wanting to see. This is this, the connection we're wanting to have. And in the midst of singing this song, there was a young man named Seth from North Carolina. And his group was encouraging him to come up. And he didn't really want to. He wasn't really, he very reluctantly did. But this young man opened his mouth. And my heart just, I don't even know the word for it. But he just touched my heart and my soul in such a way with the most beautiful voice that I have heard in a really long time. And you could tell he was nervous because it kind of held back a little bit. And then out of the blue, it just flipped a switch and the spirit took over him. And he just sang his heart out. And, and it was just so beautiful and, and such an amazing act of worship to be able to witness. And so later, you know, I told him, I said, hey, I could see you were hesitant, but I just need you to know your voice touched my heart tonight. And he was like, oh, thank you. And then later he tracked me down. He's like, I needed to hear that. And I said, well, here's something else I need you to hear. This is a gift from God. Don't waste it. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't hide it. Don't anything. And come to find out, this young man had been part of the worship team at his church, and he had stopped singing. He wasn't singing anymore. He didn't want to sing anymore. And this weekend, when I connected with that church, guess who was front and center of the worship band? Seth. And it was like, it was awesome. It, it was awesome for him to be able to reluctantly use his gift and for God to bless it and go, yeah, this is what I want you to do. And, and to do it in a front of a group of peers, like not many people really are comfortable with that, but he did it and it was just really um, an incredible experience. And I'm sure everybody else can tell you a little bit more about their experience clapping and singing in church. But the one thing we did come away with was like, why don't we do more of this? Can we do more of this at church? So, whenever we hijack service in the future, which is probably going to be a little bit more often than not, uh, you'll probably get to see more of this. So, if you didn't get the dance down this week, don't worry. We'll bring it back because some of our friends aren't here this week and they really want to do the church clap dance. So, YouTube, 
practiced. And then you can dance along with us. All right, so um, one of the other songs from this service that was really meaningful was the way the pastor closed out the service with just a very simple amen chorus. And this was beautiful just because it was just a nice, simple way to, to end everything and be in agreement with everything. But it was also really cool because when we got on the car, we had a good conversation about the word itself. Amen. What does it mean? Why would she end the service that way? Can we begin the service that way? You know, just a lot of, of really rich conversation that God used with a simple song. So, um, Awen got that down pretty well. So she's going to start us off, and then we're all going to join in, and then we invite you to join in with us. Oh, the pastor also was able to use the word amen in her sentences as a punctuation point for the end of every sentence. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Thank you. So what you what you saw in the video was, I mean, I, I don't know how, like the emotions of what we were living through were so high and the energy was so high that the video just doesn't do it any justice. But if you look towards the end of the video and you see all those kids standing arm in arm singing together and Granted, there's a few that are off to the side that weren't, but what a moment. I mean, what a moment, right? Can I get an amen on that, Jen? Uh, amen, absolutely. Unreal. And then we talked about stretching moments, right, and, and how this trip was going to stretch us. And you would never see, you know, the things that we did and experienced that, that, that all of us did to stretch us out of our comfort zone. Unreal. So I'll just give a quick example. We had one of the nights they said, we're going to do a foot washing ceremony. And so my instant response was, no way is anyone doing that to me. For weeks and weeks ahead of time, because I gave them a lot of advance notice, and every time it was, uh-uh, nope, nope, nobody's so touching my feet. <laughs> so that night, the, the youth works leaders are talking to the, to the youth group leaders, and they're like, we're doing this, and it's going to be great. I'm like, nope. And so then we go, and we sit in this big circle, and there's 15 of us, and I'm like, nope. And they turn the lights down, and there's, like, just some, like, spa music playing, and it's kind of, yeah, like, spa music, right? Like, and it's quiet, and so the youth works leaders are washing the feet of the youth group leaders, and then the youth group leaders are washing the feet of the kids. So it's happening on the other side of the room, and, like, Tanner and I are, like, giving each other looks like, no way are we doing this. So um, something just clicked in me, you know. I was kind of, like, sitting there praying about it. I'm like, Jesus, talk to us, because this is, like, this is one of your gifts that you've given us, so, like, show us. And, I, and something just clicked in me, and when uh, Jeremy came by, right? Is it Jeremy? Jeremy came by, he sat down in front of myself, and Bert was next to me, and I was like, whoop, kicked my shoes off, and I was like, do it. And um, he he's like, are you sure? Because you kind of said no. Like, no, man, just do it. And, like, he did it, and, like, at the time he was doing it, like, I kind of, I just closed my eyes, and I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And I don't know what came about me. You know, the Holy Spirit is so powerful that it just, it was that moment, right? And he was quietly praying while he was doing it, and he's, he's doing his thing, and, he, and then he just, like, kind of put his hand on me, and he just prayed quietly, and I couldn't even really hear him, but he just prayed ever so quietly to Jesus for me and with me and about me and, and about 
just our trip and about our youth group kids. And like I would hear every third or fifth word. It was so intimate. And it was just so powerful. Like I'm getting chills just thinking about it. So you want to talk about stretching moments, not just for the kids, but for us too. I mean, that stretched the, that stretched me. So can I get an amen on that? Amen. Yeah, I was, I was, I do have to say, in, in addition to Chaz being stretched, I know the, whole, the group as a whole, other than Adriel, nobody but Adriel and I had really experienced the foot washing before. And as much as you can try and explain it to other people, you really just can't. It, it, it's a, such a personal experience. And so at the leader meeting, it wasn't just Chaz. You know, Heather was a little not sure. Bert was really a little bit more not sure. Um, a lot of the kids were really not sure about it at all. So I just said, you know what? I'm not going to push you guys. We don't have to do this. This is our group. We can do, we just need to be quiet and, and just connect with God in this time. So if you don't want your feet washed, that's fine. We're still going to pray for you. We're still going to connect. It's, it's going to be awesome. And, um, and, and it was. And it's usually one of those things I would prepare for and think about what am I going to pray for each kid? What am I going to say to each kid? So this foot washing ceremony stretched me in the fact that I didn't do that. I was completely unprepared. But part of the prayer that was prayed for me was that I would just speak the words of God to my students, to my kids. And I have not really ever had an experience like that where I just started speaking and the words just started coming. I mean, at one point, it was A1 was the first one I prayed for. And at one point, I kind of stopped because it was like, whoa, this is like so awesome what is coming. And, and I'm not thinking about it. It's just, it's flowing flowing right out of, of my mouth from God. And, and to be able to talk the, to them last week and say, hey guys, just heads up, those were not my thoughts and my words for you. Those were words from God. That was so cool. And, and when I was done washing the girls' feet, I hear this voice say, Miss Jen, and that just touched my heart in such a way from Jonah because that's not something Jonah and I have ever done before, and I've been with Jonah for a long time. And so that just started this chain reaction of me being able to just speak those words of life and speak those words of God all the way around the circle to everybody. And that was a stretch for me because so often I want to put my own words in there. And my stretch was to step back and let God do his thing. And it was just so evident during this foot washing ceremony. But enough about us. We need so to Jen likes to mama us. We call her Mama Jen, so if you'd stand real quick. We found a shirt at the thrift shop called Mama Hen. Simply faithful. We found that. We also found this super cool vest. I know you're all wondering why I'm wearing this vest. We found it at the thrift shop. We were digging through all kinds of clothes, and we had like half our group taking the donations at the car line, and the other half like putting stuff on hangers, and we kept finding all this cool stuff, and we were trying it on, and like Adriel found the the, the the basketball jersey, and Helen found those big high heel pumps that you saw her do the catwalk, and oh, Helen, her name is Heather. Um, so everybody kind of got nicknames or whatever through the week, and, and Heather's became Helen because her alter ego is Helen, which is the not fun of Heather or something like that. So she wasn't fun. So then, uh, so I'm going to go and ask, I'm going to start with Mia. If you, I'm going to give you the mic. Will you do, um, what was your favorite moment? of the week. So in the video, you probably saw me standing next to a little girl, 
and um, her name was Mercedes, but she called herself Say-Say, and um, I don't normally like talking to kids. <laughs> it's just not my thing, so I've never really done that before, and she just asked me to start, you know, pushing her on a swing, so I was like, okay, I'll push you, <laughs> but then, you know, she started running around, and we were just, you know, talking, and she was such a sweet little girl, and um, then my mom was talking to her mom, or her aunt, and, well, her backstory is that her mom um, was, had some issues, so she had to live with her aunt, so she's probably had a pretty hard life up until then, so it was nice to talk to her, and I hope in some way maybe I Im impacted her life, or at least she remembers me, because I know I'll remember her for a long time. That was pretty cool. Um, Jonah, would you go next? I'd probably say my favorite moment was meeting a lot of new people. I really don't put myself out there and try to talk to people. So when I, when I did start doing that, I got to learn a lot about other people and their situations. Um, like even just like within the youth works, uh, like group or whatever, we, uh, I, I got to learn more about like, you know, North Carolina and um, Minnesota and a lot of other, other places that are very different from, from where we live. I think, I think that was my favorite moment, just, just learning more about new people. It was pretty cool at the end of the week to see the groups from North Carolina, Pennsylvania, New York, Minnesota, all the kids just together, like having fun and just being rowdy. And that last night, it was lights out at 11, and I don't think that the noise stopped until 2 a.m. It was rowdy. So let's play, Big D, let's, let's play um, Adriel's uh, video. Hi, this is Adriel coming at you from San Francisco. I'm here to talk about the highlights and stretching moments of the West Virginia mission trip. Highlights, one would be Chick-fil-A. I'd like to thank Mrs. Parks and Mr. Albertson for taking me to Chick-fil-A for the first time ever. Um, the hospitality in their restaurant is amazing and I had a great time. And another highlight would be all the friends I made. I really came out of my shell and I was able to make at least like 10 new friends and I'm so happy to have made a bond with a lot of them. As for a stretching moment, I think it would have to be working with bathrooms. I had to paint over walls that were brown and get my hands super dirty, but thankfully I had a bunch of friends that I could have done it with, and it was super fun. I'd like to thank Mrs. Veach, Mr. Rauer, Mr. Albertson, and Mrs. Parks for coming along with us and making it a fun trip. Bye. The bathroom that we painted on that last day was at the YWCA Women's uh, Homeless Shelter, and it was a bathroom, and the brown stuff on the wall was, as you can imagine, brown stuff on the wall. That so for a stretching moment, I think, Heather, would you talk a little bit about your stretching moment? Well, there, there's many moments, but um, so, yeah, just to start with that, um, I think it was Adriel, Nathan, and I were in the bathroom, and... Um, Besides being needed to be painted, it really needed to just be cleaned um, with a lot of wipes. So anyway, Adriel was down low, and I think Nathan was underneath the toilet paper holder, and he was using a brush and pushed the brush, and the toilet paper thing fell on his head, literally off the wall, fell on his head. He had paint in his chin. We're like, oh, gosh. So after that, I think we just kind of started sanitizing and cleaning. But 
Um, so that was definitely stretching as far as um, comfort with being feeling dirty and, and all that. But I would say for me in general, um, I'm, a, I'm a planner. I'm a person who likes to know the plan, like what's going on here or there. We really had no idea what was going on really until we got there. Um, it was hot, it was disorganized, it was chaotic. And so for me, the whole thing was really a stretch to kind of know not was what was going on, not kind of plan it out. Um, but seeing um, every day, we kind of got a better idea of what was going on. And um, seeing the kids working so super hard, being so tired, um, just sleep deprived, just so, so busy. There was like no downtime. It was just amazing to see the kids just push through, um, not just serving at sites where we helped out in the community, but even where we stayed. We, we cooked our own meals. We sang a song during breakfast, which was tough for a lot of kids. We had to come up with these funny songs on the fly, and that was just stretching. Um, we had to clean after breakfast. We had to pack our own lunch. We had to clean the building at night. You know, showers were a different place. So there was just, it was a constant activity, but the kids for being stretched just really pulled through and served in such wonderful ways and just really bonded, and that was fabulous. And I think for me, too, the... Um, I learned a lot watching the kids, you know. Um, I shared, we, we had a lot of fun. You know, you saw the videos, we, we did stuff in the thrift shops, we really had a great time, but we also served at the same time. And so um, at lunch, we were chatting one day about what a, was a stretch for us. And so I was sharing this with the kids about how it was difficult for me to not know like what the plan was. But during the video, you probably saw this quote that came up and I was sharing that with, I think it was all the kids, but Adriel, pulled this up on his phone and it and the quote was although I guess if I knew tomorrow I guess I wouldn't need faith I guess if I never fell I guess I wouldn't need grace I guess if I knew his plans I guess he wouldn't be God and you know that was from one of our kids you know to me so as much as we think we were going to like minister to them like they ministered to us and um you know, just the just watching that helped me grow as a person um, as well. Um, so I think I got as much back as I thought I was giving. So there's just there's so much, but that was one thing that stuck out to me. And can I just add, for as uncomfortable as Heather was, she never stopped smiling. Really, and she she would say, "I'm uncomfortable. I'm hot. I've had too much people, but I'm going forward with this." And she did it with just such a joy in her heart that that encouraged everybody else along with her. So that was awesome to see her being stretched, but to have joy in the midst of that stretching was just incredible. One of the things that Heather said too was that I think that she probably said the same thing I would want to say is, I feel like I was served in this trip more than the kids were served. And I was having a conversation with the director of Youth Works, Bethany, one afternoon. Just her and I were talking, waiting for the showers or something. And I said, you know, how, how do you feel about, you know, serving? Do you find that you serve more or do they serve you more? And she said, every week I leave the week feeling that these kids just served me so much more than I could have served them and the things that, 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 that occur. And so we as a group, the 15 of us, were down there serving the people of the community of Charleston who served the community of Charleston, right? And in, in essence, we were helping the helpers. And, um, for example, Clarence was a man who was like the kind of director of operations for the YWCA. And Clarence was like the jack of all trades. He was a plumber by trade. So he knows uh, FW Webb quite well. He has an account there. Uh, so you, you know him well. <laughs> so, but Clarence was, was like, 
he, one day we're in the kitchen, like, moving boxes. Another day we're painting the basement. Another day we're doing a warehouse, like, clean out. And just to see the joy on his face, to see the kids working so hard and to have him explain so eloquently what it meant to him to have us there was like, I think was just so, was so cool to see um, that the people that we were serving were just, were so happy. Yeah, hopefully when we talk again, we'll have our full team here because Bert really spent a lot of time talking to parents um, when we were working there and he just has a really unique perspective, but you know, we kept saying thank you to Clarence for the opportunity to serve, and he kept saying, no, thank you. you. You've taken two and a half years of work, and you've got it down to something manageable for me to do. And he just, he could not say thank I mean, we stopped counting how many times he said thank you because he just couldn't thank us enough for it. So, you know, hopefully we'll hear, hear a little bit more from Bert about Clarence, but he was just really an incredible man to be around. And the neat thing, too, was one of the days we were painting in the bathroom, and what you guys didn't see is that the North Carolina team that was at the site with us, they were all huddled around Clarence praying for him. He was sitting in a chair, and I went out there, and I kind of sat with them, and, and kind of we all had our arms around each other praying for Clarence. And to see this grown man just, like, weeping in tears, like, so happy to have this love being poured on him. And just to see that, like, he just was, was receiving it and... The, the kids from North Carolina were just loving on him. And so just a real quick story about these North Carolina kids. So it was a youth group and a community outreach group. So they didn't know each other, but they both came together. The community outreach group is connected via the leader to the youth group at the church. The community outreach kids are not Christian kids. They don't go to church. But this gentleman, Manny, who's connected to the church, goes to these kids' homes and serves these kids and spends time with these kids and takes them out for, for coffee or whatever. And he kind of tricked these kids to come to Charleston to, like, go serve this community. And they're, so they come, and to see the two vans show up, I think it was two vans, like they didn't talk to one another, the North Carolina kids, because there were two different groups. And the, and the community outreach group kids were, you know, they're, like, being raised by their grandparents. They don't have parents at home. You know, it's a bad, bad situation. But this guy, Manny, was just pouring into him. By the end of the week, the two were one, and then all of us were one. It was the strangest, coolest, wildest thing to see that this group of kids just got loved on for an entire week, but they turned around and were just loving on each other. It, like, to, to, I can't put it into words, but it was just so neat to see this group of, like, Two, like, you know, wildly opposing groups now became one. And, uh, and I think it was like, you know, this trip was, was what, well, what did it. Okay, let's play uh, Kyra's if you have hers. While we're waiting on Derek, I'll just share a little bit more about that North Carolina team because they were really unique in that they brought two sets of kids that they didn't know. And as a youth group leader, taking kids you don't know on a trip, that's huge. And that's difficult because... Normally, you can just pass those expectations along, and when you speak, your kids will go, oh, yeah, okay, you know, I'll do what, whatever. But w when you don't have relationship with those kids, it becomes a lot more difficult. So, you know, later we're going to talk a little bit more about purposes on a trip, but I think one of the purposes God had for me on that trip was to just be an encouragement to those leaders who were trying to figure out and, and maneuver this new role. 
And like Chad said, at the end of the week, because both of our, our groups had been split during the week, but we both had the opportunity to work with the North Carolina group in one form or another, and we're attached now. We're, we're connected. Um, Through Snapchat. <laughs> Through I Snap now have Snapchat. <laughs> Through Snapchat and other ways, but um, really cool, one of, one of the young men in that group who lives down there, his sister lives up here. He goes, you know, I have a sister who lives in Coho's. And I said, Coho's? And, was, and Bert and I kind of looked at each other and chuckled. We're like, oh, Coho's. Yeah, great. Uh, um, but his sister works up here. And he and the rest of his family moved when he was very young down to North Carolina. But to know that God put us in a situation to meet this young man from North Carolina that I have more of a backstory and I'll share later if I have a chance. Um, connect with that has a sister in Cahos that he can come up and visit. I mean, we're talking, do they still have Price Chopper? Do they still have this? Do they, you know, it, it was really cool to be able to do, but then to have this connection that, um, you know, they're following us, we're following them, they're praying for us, we're praying for them, you know, helping them out, meld these two groups, but also these relationships haven't gone away. I mean, Albert and I have chatted all week, you know, hey, happy birthday, how are you doing? How did you celebrate? Hey, Miss Jen, how are you? I mean, it seems little, but to get a text from a 15-year-old kid who says, good morning, Miss Jen, how are you? You're like, wow, somebody's thinking about me today. So cool. Um, so, you know, not that you guys know them, but if you want to add them to prayer, that would be awesome because there's really awesome things happening down. And, and those kids from that community center were all in that church service on Sunday morning sharing about their trip and and now they have friends at that church, so they, even if it takes a little bit of extra effort, they're going to get there. So really cool ways that God was working with Big them. Big D, it's you. Hello, New Life. I'm Bert Rowert uh, on this trip, also known as Kyra's Dad. Um, and uh, I just want to thank everybody that contributed to um, our fundraisers and pledged uh, so that uh, everybody could go on this trip. It was a, it was a blessing to all of us, I think, wanted to share a few things about the trip. So um, one of the things we talked about each day was what is a stretching moment for you? And, and I think I would just say the whole trip was uh, a bit of a stretch for me. So, um, you know, driving down there, sleeping on uh, a gym floor for a week, uh, those things weren't super comfortable. Um, we went to a black church and had a very, I guess I'll say charismatic service there, um, which was fantastic. And, and I'm sure more people will talk about that. Um, we had a foot washing part of our uh, evening worship. And, and these things are not things that I would normally seek out to do, but, but it was great. And I think that was a lot of uh, God's purpose for having me come on this trip to get me to see the ways that, uh, the things that I can do and the ways that I can, can you know, step out here uh, back home. Uh, one of my favorite moments from the trip uh, was when, well, I'll have a couple. One was at the, uh, there was a community center where Jonah and Tanner and I were working with some some elementary school age kids, and uh, one of them, his name was Roman, but he had a brother named Levi, and Roman and Levi uh, liked to hang out with me a lot, and uh, they, uh, Roman was just very attached, a lot of them liked having a, an adult male present there at their in their class for the day, and uh, Roman gave me a hug on the last day, which was great as we were leaving. Uh, another great moment, and I'm sure others will talk about this, was uh, Clarence. He was the facilities director at the Sojourners YWCA Women's Shelter. And um, 
one guy to run the whole facility. And um, he was just so appreciative of, of the work that we did. We, we did a lot of um, painting and cleaning and organizing there. And, um, you know, he had a two-year backlog because uh, he didn't have any volunteers come last year. And, and by the time we were done, this was the last week of the YouthWorks uh, summer there in Charleston. He said we had completed everything on his list, and um, so you could just kind of see the weight lifted uh, from him as he knew that the place was ready to uh, to operate at full capacity. So again, thank you for letting me uh, sending me on this trip with Kyra. Uh, it was a real blessing. Thank you, Bert, and I think Bert's watching. And can you queue up Kyra's for next year? So, um, Awen, would you go next and just tell us? Just what was like a, you know, stretching moment, memorable moment for you? Yes. So, um, I had plenty of stretching moments, but one of the ones was uh, while they were cleaning the bathroom, I was organizing a kitchenette. And I like to organize it my way. And uh, Kyra and Mia, I think, were both in there helping me. And it just like I had to make myself like, at, like use them because I just I wanted to do it by myself, put my boxes where I like wanted them, and then um, just like do everything by myself. But they were there, and um, I was able to have them help me and stuff, and that was ended up being like really fun, and I was glad I got to do it. So that was one of my Nathan. Why do you have that sweater on? Okay, so we went to a Kittens Day. Yeah, this is a stretching moment for me. Um, getting this sweater was pretty stretching because I'm usually like, we're here to do a job. We shouldn't buy anything because that's like not what we're here for. But I just kind of let go of that and let go of the schedule that week. And that was kind of also God's purpose for me to like let go and just let, like have fun don't worry about schedules or deadlines or what we're actually supposed to be here for. To an extent. So the schedule was pretty pretty tough. We would we would get up anywhere from 6 to 7 a.m. Usually Bert and I were up at 6. The, the adults showered on site and the, uh, the kids showered off site. But we were up at 6 a.m. and it was lights out at 11 o'clock at night. You, you people that are our age, do that math. We were up a long time. So I put a little funny meme in there, like, congrats to you who pulled an all-dayer and didn't take a nap. <laughs> My wife and I go to bed at 9. So we were tired. But it was pretty much 7 a.m. making breakfast, 7.30 eating breakfast, devotions, like right into the day. Everything was down to the minute. There was not a minute of downtime, and it was by design because Downtime with teenagers equals nonsense. Ella. Actually, this time, though, the little bit of downtime we had, I, I have to say, as much as it may have seemed chaotic, was really not. It, it was time for these guys to stretch themselves, make friends, meet new people, fellowship with other Christian teens, which they don't always have the opportunity to do outside of this building. And I, I think for them to be able to meet these other Christian kids and and encourage each other 
that's something that they can take from the rec room down there playing pool and air hockey to, you know, I can do that at school. I can do that at, at my dance place, whatever it is. And so, you know, they did give us a teeny bit of flexibility, but again, it, it just turned into this awesome fellowship time where God was just growing everybody. So, perfect. Speaking of growing everybody, Ella, you want to share your stretching moment? One of my stretching moments, I would say, is when I went to this Bob Redette Center with Jen and Chloe, who's not here, and um, Grace, Gracie, and we were, like, playing with the kids in the gym because they went to the gym a lot, and this girl, she wanted to do my hair, and I was like, because my hair's really curly, and she was, like, seven, so I was like, okay, and then she did my hair, and she did it for, like, an hour, and it really hurt, <laughs> but I just... <laughs> I sat through it because she seemed really happy, and I felt like I made her really happy for the day. And then um, I liked seeing, um, this is a favorite, one of my favorite moments, seeing um, Chloe. She was teaching all the little kids how to use, like, chopsticks, and they were really excited, like, picking up everything. She was, like, making their day because they didn't know how to use them, and she was, like, teaching everyone, and it seemed really fun. Yeah, just to, to add what Ella's saying, um, you'll notice a lot of the pictures were from the thrift store and stuff, which was great. Um, the rest of our group, the whole rest of our group, so Jonah, Tanner, Bert, Ella, Gracie, Chloe, and myself, we were sent to this Bob Burdett Center, which was um, you know, a multi-campus summer program for at-risk and disadvantaged kids and the problem kids which we found out there were not really the problem. <laughs> there were a lot of other problems in that situation. But it was awesome because the adults in that situation, for whatever reason, just really um, were not very hands-on with their kids. And so we're coming in, you know, what do you want us to do? How do you want us to help? And they didn't really give us a job. They didn't really say anything. So it, it was cool in the sense Gracie and I went downstairs first. So we were downstairs, and Grace just jumps to this table where this little girl, her name was Ashton. She was a little girl that played with everybody's hair, actually, by the end of the week, um, except for mine. She didn't quite get to mine. But, you know, Gracie jumps on this table, and, and Ashton's crafting. And the next thing you know, Ashton's, you know, putting this necklace around my neck that she made, and she's got, you know, highlighter tattoos all over Gracie's hand. And you know, and, and then we go upstairs to the gym, and Ella finds out that she's got football skills, which was really cool. You know, so we just decided we'll just jump in and give these kids attention. We, we don't, we want to do something while we're here. We, we want to, we don't just want to sit here with everybody else. So, and again, to, to watch Ella just patiently sit there for a long time while this little girl prays, I finally mouthed across the room, like, you can tell her it's okay that you, you can stop now. Like, you needed a break. But what was awesome was when Ella took a break, then Gracie jumped in. And so this little girl got to play with everybody's hair for, like, two hours, and she was in heaven with that. You know, but like Ella said, you know, these kids just wanted some attention. So then here's Chloe. They had these craft sticks, and the next thing you know, she's teaching every one of the kids how to use chopsticks. And they're thinking it's the greatest thing that they have ever learned. And, and so I think what we took away from that center is it's those little things. It doesn't have to be a big thing that you do. It's the, the little things of just time and attention that you give to somebody. It can just make a world of difference for them, not just for that day, but a much bigger impact. But that's why there's not pictures of that. We, we just couldn't take pictures where we were at for two whole days, which was really hard, too, because it's like, I want to show you, I want to show you. Um, 
but it, it as as difficult as it was to be in that situation it was also awesome because god really just drew a lot out of us in that situation and hopefully chloe will be able to show, share more about that when she's here too Derek, can you play uh, the next one hi guys i'm kyra and i went on the mission trip to charleston it was super fun i had a really great time um, everything from the car ride down there to serving the community was just a really good time and a great experience. I got to know so many people um, from different churches and around the community and from our church. I Before the trip, I really didn't know a lot of the people from our church very well, and now we're all really great friends, so that was nice to get to know them. One of my favorite moments from the trip was the foot washing ceremony that we did on the last night there. Um, it was just a really special moment, and by the end of it, everyone was like hugging each other, and it was super nice to be a part of, and it really showed all of the great relationships that people had built with one another during the trip. One of the service sites that I went to was the Heart and Hand Thrift Store, and we had a whole lot of fun both serving while we were organizing clothes and um, just like cleaning up the place and we got a whole lot of work done but it was also really nice to talk to the employees they all seemed very thankful that we were there and it was just great to see the amount of work that we had gotten done and the amount that we had helped them because we got a whole lot of work done and it was just nice to see how much we were helping them another thing that was pretty memorable to me was that each night we had the gathering, and on the first night for the gathering, everyone was kind of in their own separate church group with their own church. And by the last day, on the last night for, of the gathering, we were all kind of just with our friends from other churches, and we had all made some really good friends and relationships with other people. It wasn't all just everyone with their own church, with their own friends. We had all grown and gotten to know a whole bunch of new people. That's all for me. Thank you for letting me share. Bye. Thanks, Kyra. So one of the things that um, Adriel mentioned was the Chick-fil-A. So one of the days, Heather got the idea that we were going to skip out on doing work, and she had Tim's credit card, and she wanted to buy everybody Chick-fil-A. And so Tim wasn't there to say no. So what ended up happening, really, was... Um, Clarence had given us a, a day's worth of work, and he said, here's what I need done today. And we were to finish at 3 o'clock and go back to the place, yada, yada. So the kids, had, we all had a kind of a powwow and said, hey, if we skip lunch, work really hard, work fast, we can go to Chick-fil-A. So, so Heather and I kind of, like, talked about it real quick. We're like, yeah, let's do it. And, and Clarence was cool with it, so off we go to Chick-fil-A. Well, uh, Adriel had never been in all his life. So we get the Chick-fil-A, we're having a nice lunch, and thank you to the Parks family for buying everybody lunch that day. And this guy comes over from Chick-fil-A and he's talking to us. And he brings us, you know, sauces and he gets our refills and, you know, he says, hey, what are you guys doing here? And we said, oh, we're on a missions trip from New York, we're down here to, West, to Charleston. He's talking to the kids and he's like, man, isn't this city like just, a, it needs it. It needs love, it needs, and we're like, yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty tough. The guy's like, do you mind if I pray over you? And the kids are like, yeah, sure. And the guy, like, just laid hands on us and just, just prayed over us. And I think we were all kind of blown away because we're like, 
That'll never happen in New York. Well, it can happen in New York just because it There's no Chick-fil-A. Doesn't have to be Not Chick-fil-A. But it was just really cool to see the guy talking to us. He was sick. He's, he's like, hey, this is my retirement job. I love doing it, getting to talk to people. He prayed over us. He encouraged us. And then we had an arm wrestling competition. And I won. <laughs> they all wanted to try and beat me, but none of them could. Because I don't know. Kyra, we won't mention that Kyra beat Atrial. It was cute. And we goofed around, and we had tons of laughs. And we ended up celebrating a birthday while we were down there. Jonah had his birthday with us. Thank you for spending it with us. And we, um, we, we just we had a blast. So let's play the next video. You have Chloe's from San Francisco. She couldn't today. Hi, my name is Chloe, and I went to the mission trip at West Virginia. And I'd say my highlight of the week was the last gathering. Um, I think that all the churches were mixing, and everybody started to really talk to each other, and I think that was really nice. Um, and my stretching moment was working with the kids. Um, they were fun to work with, but they were also a bit hard to be controlled with, so that was my stretching moment. But overall, I really love the mission trip, and I hope to do it again. Bye. Yeah, go ahead. You guys can clap for Chloe. Go ahead. I just want to add to Chloe's stretching moment because I, I don't think she could appreciate it in the moment. But as much as she was stretched to entertain the kids and and kind of work with them, not really having done that before. She just stepped right up and out of the blue, she's got them playing red light, green light, and you know, throwing the ball, and then they're playing basketball. And, and every time there was a lull, she was like, okay, Miss Jen, what do we do now? What's another game? And before I knew it, she's out on the gym floor, and she's got 10 kids around her, and she's playing a game. And it was really awesome because after the first day, she was like, that was really hard, but you know what? I really found out I really enjoy working with kids. And we said, yeah, and you're really good at it. So yay, God, that you, you found something that you didn't know you had within you. And so, again, hopefully when Chloe's here, she can talk a little bit more about that. But that was just awesome for me to be able to watch her being stretched like that and, and be able to come out on the other side and go, wow, that was really cool. And Eowyn has a really cool thing she would like to share as well. So I have a favorite moment. And this was about Chaz. So... Uh, apparently, so he's basically now like the most popular person from the missions trip. All the guys, especially from the Minnesota group, like love him. They introduced him to Dots pretzels, pretzels, right? Yeah. And uh, apparently, he's addicted now, and they're addicted to him because he's addicted to the Dots pretzels. So it's pretty hilarious how much they all love each other. It's, it was pretty awesome to see how like. <laughs> Chaz got Snapchats, and he could talk to them about Dots pretzels. <laughs> so that was pretty amazing. Uh, I also have another one. So there was a game room, which was awesome. And uh, there was, uh, yeah, there was pool. There was, yes, foosball. And um, there were some tables that people were playing cards on. And there was some air hockey. And then in the hallway, there was a tennis, not tennis, ping pong. <laughs> And I did ping pong, like, a lot. Like, it was super fun. I met and, like, made friends with, like, a lot of people over ping pong, which was awesome. And 
I was doing like really well, and then like right at the end of the week, this guy was like, "Do you want to play ping pong?" And then I played ping pong with him, and then he just crushed me, and I was like, "Oh, I guess I'm not that good." <laughs> so yeah, but ping pong was awesome. The games are so fun. I think we brought the cornhole, which is also really fun to do. I'm not very good at that, but that's another story. It was neat. The one night we did like a little field trip down to the uh, the park, and it was neat. I think you saw it in the video where we were like playing cornhole. There was volleyball going on. Kids on the swings. It was like kids from New York, and I call myself a kid. Like kids from New York playing with the Minnesota kids, kids from North Carolina playing with. You know, it was just. It was so cool. Like I, at the end, I heard people that night saying, "Can we extend this trip a few more days?" We want to, you know, they, it was really, really sweet to see the, uh, the kids grow like that. And then in our car ride home, Heather and I were laughing because there was a conversation going on in the back was, what was your favorite Chaz moment? <laughs> we had like all the girls at one point in our van and then one's like, it was quiet for a while. What was your favorite Chaz moment? And Ke Heather and I played, like, good cop, bad cop all week. Like, I was the one that wanted to have fun, and she was the one who was like, no, kids, you can't do that. It's not legal or whatever. So, uh, Derek, do you have any other videos of Isabel's maybe? Is it, I think, the last one. My favorite memory was seeing Jen have this huge, like, smile across her face when we were in this amazing church service. When Adriel was talking, it was a um, nice moment to like see her so happy. A stretching moment for me is definitely just seeing all those people on the side of the street or the sidewalk. It is, it's just hard to realize that that is their life, that is where they live, that is what where they are, and it's hard to just really think about it. How was I neighborly on this trip? I had this card that had Chaz's name on it and I was constantly asking, do you need something? Do you want something? Can I do something for you? So there. Um, how was someone neighborly to me? Um, the person who had me was Awen and she was very um, nice to me and we were really got closer on this trip and she was very neighborly to me. So. I think God's purpose for me on this trip was definitely to hear like the whole what Adriel had said in front of a lot of people what our whole week was based on was the neighbors thing because I struggle with that I think and it was really I needed another perspective or some other way to really go forward and do the things that I need to do to be better, do better. Some fun things that we did at our site was um, me and Awen stayed up at the outside of the thrift store and at Heart and Hand and we just had this really fun time like being like, thank you for your donations because we took the donations from people and it was really nice to see that all those people really knew that they could do something and they were doing something about to help the community. At the Soldier Center, 
we uh, or the shelter the people that are with we had a very fun time painting um it was kind of difficult painting the guy's bathroom but we powered through and yeah so um one of the big themes on this trip was neighbors and is this on okay was being neighbors to people we were serving, to each other. Um, so that was kind of a big theme through the week. So we had these little cards that we filled out the first night with our names on them. And then we, well, Chaz gave them out. I think we were supposed to be random. But anyway, we had someone's name and we were supposed to be neighborly with that person or you know, other people during the week. So um, I think um, it sort of challenged us to maybe think of ways we could think of other people and not just ourselves. Um, I don't know if this was, if you were my neighbor, Awen, but you offered me extra croutons at dinner one night. Anyway, that was, maybe she wasn't my neighbor, but I think we just learned ways to like be neighborly to each other, just to like think of other people um, over ourselves. You know, one uh, Isabel was talking about in the shelter we were at, one of our jobs was to pull um, donations in from people in their cars. And this one lady came up and she had just bags of clothes and um, she, she, you know, she looked at us and, and she said, um, she said, these are clothes my dad just passed away, and I, I'm donating these clothes, and it's really difficult for me to do this. You know, I, I wanted to keep one thing, but I think I was able to be an encouragement to her and, like, thank her for her donation and tell her that these were going to go, you know, somewhere great. Something she was doing was really touching other people. And I think so, hopefully, we were neighborly to other people, and, and, and again, they were back to us. But um, I think coming home from the trip, um, I think personally, I'm always kind of in a rush to get on to the next thing, thinking about what's next and doing this and that. But I think being on this trip slowed my mind down to be like, you know, we are around people. We don't just have to be in West Virginia on a missions trip to do that. We can be neighborly to anybody we meet anywhere. So just thinking of people as people and they have a story and what is that story? And just a smile or an extra holding a door, something we might do, but we should do more of that, you know? So I think that's one thing I'll bring home is like being a neighbor can happen all around you all the time. Um, and just slowing down and taking the time to think of people as people with stories that we can impact in really little ways. Um, so it's just really good to be mindful of, of people, you know, of each other. I think one of the things that, that Lorian had explained to me is like when she was coming home from Bosnia, it was very hard when you come off a missions trip to come back to reality because we're here in Saratoga and, you know, we're all wearing nice clothes and we drove here in cars and, and you know when you come back from Bosnia and you see these people they're just so alive for God and then you go to West Virginia and you see these people that just need love and they need neighbors and they and they just are, are reaching for anyone to, to spend time with them and the kids that we got to push on a swing and, and get you know let them play with our hair and coming back here to Saratoga is hard because you look you know last week for service I think we all kind of looked at each other like what is this place like like you know, electricity and all like you know, and air conditioning and it's just it, it's it's amazing to see how we we sacrificed for a week you know, but you know I have a friend who literally sold everything and moved to Africa and he is a doctor in Africa and lives there with his family and he is like literally sold everything to go be a doctor in Africa, and I got to have lunch with him the other day and talk about my trip and I said Mike I have the smallest little inkling of what it's like for you coming back to the States after having lived in Africa for the last, you know, four years or whatever. And, and so we, I think, need to remember to, to appreciate not only what we have, but, you know, appreciate what others don't and, and be neighborly to those people 
and and one of the sermons that we kept hearing about was like who who is your neighbor right and you know and Jesus talked about like you know on the, the that that sermon out of the or that story out of the Bible was like who is your neighbor and so we need to remember to be be good neighbors to everyone around us and people in need and and so I should see all the heads going up and down I only see a couple but that I think at the end of the day this this trip was a movement for me you would normally never see me up here. I would always be hiding next to Lorian over there. Um, and, and I think for all of us to be up here, it's a huge, huge stretching moment. So I want to thank uh, New Life Fellowship for supporting us uh, to get us there. We were able to rent a brand new van that only had 82 miles on it when we got it. When we brought it back, it had almost 2,000 miles on it. We had a safe van, one of our other groups, from Minnesota was literally repairing their van every day. They had no air conditioning in it. We had a brand new van. Uh, Bert was able to give us his van and drove it down. Uh, we didn't have to pay. New Life supported us, and we thank you for that. Um, you know, thank you for those who supported the the 5K run. Uh, you know, for Gracie for all of her hard work with working with Jen, doing all the shirts and stuff, and so for New Life just lifting us up and praying for us while we were there and supporting us and I think at the end of the day if you ask us again would you go next year I think it would be a pretty much resounding yes like sign us up well we do have that option so we'll talk more about that there's a sign up sheet going around <laughs> <laughs> and, and if anybody else is inspired to join us we'd love to take a group of 30 instead of a group of 15 because that would be awesome um, I, I would encourage each and every one of you here and those of you know, joining through Zoom and everything else, take time to pull these guys aside. When they're sitting out there before service on a Sunday morning, talk to them, ask them more questions. This is a little intimidating for them. I guarantee if you ask them more questions in a smaller setting, they'll talk your ear off. They're being very shy this morning. Because in the car, it was all about conversation. It was all about what was your favorite thing. It was all about um, just just so many things and and again i i could have talked the whole time myself about stuff so if you want to know more from a leader's perspective i'd love to talk to you because it's really so cool so cool um just so much answered prayers so much snippets of vision that now you see the bigger picture and usually in my job you don't get to do that you work with the the children and the teens when they're younger and you're a seed planter and that's an important job, and, and I don't take that for granted at all, but sometimes it's really, really awesome when God goes, you've planted all these seeds, but let me give you a glimpse of what's happening. They're growing. Don't lose heart. And, and for me, I could tell you at least one, if not more, things about every person here and our, our friends who aren't here about the way I saw God work in their lives this week. So... Thank you again for that opportunity. Thank you for your prayers and support of us. Thank you for supporting us in the future of, of what this is going to mean here. With what these guys experienced is, is a momentum builder for what we're doing in the fall, and we're super excited about that. And we don't want to leave you sitting in your seats. We want you to come with us on that because God's got big things planned for all of us. So um, while we were activity that we had um we were walking down this like this big street like the main street of um of west or of charleston basically and you know tons and tons of different shops there you know 
I, I'd say it's a pretty, it, it wasn't like super popular, but there are some people walking around. It's more popular than, than what I've seen around Charleston, at least. Um, but while we were there, uh, me and Tanner were walking around, and uh, like we were kind of just by ourselves, but we were kind of like following the group. And this guy walks past us, and this, <laughs> and he says, um, he's like kind of mumbling to himself or whatever, and then he says to both of us, um, he says, "Say hi to your mom for me," and I'm like, "What? What? What is it? like? Like we just walked past him, and we're like, like, what the heck is going on?" <laughs> and, um, and actually, later. Uh, after that, um, walking down the street a little bit more, actually, I think basically the whole youth group saw this, but this, this one guy, he, uh, on his bicycle, he passes us like this, and then he comes back around, and he tries to do a wheelie in front of us, and he pops up, he pops up like this, and, uh, his bike stops or drops or something like that, and, uh, and he fails, he fails it, but he sticks the landing, thankfully, and he, and he calls back to us, he's like, yo, did you get that on YouTube, or, or like, on video? I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I just thought it was really, really funny, but, and I just had to share that, but anyway, that's it. So with that, one more song to sing, and um, it's a good one to close us out. It's Build Your Kingdom, because really that's what we're asking God to do by taking these trips and uh, being able to share these experiences with you guys. <laughs> 